0: Hello and welcome to Story Untold. I'm Martin Bauman and my guests today are kind of unicorns in the music industry, a 14-piece brass-hop funk band. My son the Hurricane started playing music together almost a decade ago and they've built a reputation for stealing the spotlight at festivals across the country. I met up with them at the first ever Belmont Village Bestival in Kitchener where the band was headlining after wrapping up a Cross Canada tour. I wanted to get to know what keeps a group that big together and ticking the way they've been ticking. Here's their story. Why don't I just start in giving you guys both a chance to introduce yourselves, say who you are, and what role you fulfill in My Son the Hurricane. I'll start with you. All right. My name is Jacob Bergsma. I like to call myself the badass MC,
1: but in reality... I'm a super badass MC.
2: And you? I'm eating some pizza. My name is Dan O'Shea. I'm the
0: band leader, the showrunner, and the drummer. So, and you guys are. 14ths of my son the hurricane uh, the number changes that's I suppose math, depending yeah. on <laughs> quick math Martin I don't want to try to figure out what the fraction yeah, that is yeah. is that
1: bed mass? did you have to practice bed mass to <laughs> the bed sum? yeah
0: that's right <laughs> a lot of calculations going on uh, a 14 piece band I don't know how you ever come to any decisions when you have 14 people having to agree on anything how do you do it? Uh, communism yeah <laughs> I think the answer is we don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: we, um, you know, we do have kind of a bit of a power yeah. structure, but so- someone's got to make the the calls, good or bad. And of course, we take everyone's suggestions into consideration. But I think everyone just prefers it to, you know, we've all been in three-piece bands that can't decide on anything, and um, so yeah, we basically just, you know, there's one or two of us like uh, who do. The majority of the booking and the publicity and somebody who does the the grant writing and underwriting and things like that and somebody who takes care of the merch and uh, someone who takes care of badass SMCing. <laughs> <laughs> i know
1: who that is <laughs> I, I, it's um, it's an interesting mix and of course there's certain people in the band that uh, have a bit more uh, say and influence when it comes to the decisions that we make but I think that a great way to explain it is to use the some kind of monster reference like you know masterpieces come from visions in my opinion and so if somebody has a great idea and we want to roll with it we'll roll with it but um, as far as everybody pitching in on a single idea I mean it's not like we're looking for uh, Saint Anger here by Metallica if okay, okay. okay
2: man I, I think you would have to be pretty seasoned knowing Metallica's (laughs) discography to have gotten that reference but I totally was following everything really what I want is
0: Injustice for All all time
1: every album
0: every Every album Injustice for All yeah Yeah. so I can see already I mean getting along is not a problem at least uh, or at least I'm catching you at a good moment Uh, (laughs) you guys tour a ton what is it like to be on the road as much as you are That's a very good question. Uh, It's a dream come true,
1: I guess, to answer with sincerity. For myself, this is something I've always wanted to do. So the idea of waking up in some hotel room in uh, one city and then ending the day in a completely different city in a completely different hotel room, uh, you know, it comes with mixed reviews. But it's an absolute dream come true for me. I think there there is a
2: spot on this tour, this last Cross Canada tour, where I would be booking and I would say things to Sylvie like I run a lot of things past Sylvie, our singer and I said, well, you know, we're in we're right near Alaska but we have this show offer for Edmonton the next day I said, it'd be about a 14 hour drive she's like, we could just, let's just, we'll just do it and then on that tour, what would end up happening is every day after we played the show after we drove a million miles we would like, you know, crash into bed and then Sylvie would look over from her bed and say, oh my god we're in Edmonton right now we would both start laughing because of course it's insane like just the mere scope of everything is insane but we were planners we like to put the right pegs in the right holes and so yeah it's crazy but I again i've I've played with you know much smaller bands that are unorganized and you get to a place and you don't get paid
1: and you know, uh, yeah, There's that's definitely rare. a system in place. Even from the the story Jan- Dano just told, because if I had been present for that, I would have been a negative presence in the room, saying, "No, no, let's not go to Edmonton." But it worked out, and we did go to Edmonton, <laughs> yeah. and it's slay. And yeah. I mean, and I would Good imagine,
0: <laughs> I would imagine too, because you do have members that can kind of come and go depending on when the shows are going to be. You're not always 14 strong, but yeah. you, in particular, I would think kind of have to be there and and i think the drummer kind of has to be there too so so you guys are on the road uh more than than most especially i think given the way the canadian music industry is and being a 14 piece band that has to split a pie 14 ways what what have you found to be the the keys of succeeding and uh, and being able to make a go of it uh with you know tour dates and with with things like grant writing you know, how have you made it work? Oh,
2: this is this is good. This is this is my bread and butter here.
0: Ask for a big pie.
2: And the truth is, if you want to do something exceptional, there's got to be the cake to do something exceptional. And, uh, you know, when you have that many people, you don't really feel like a jerk asking for a lot of cash. Because to get so many people there, it costs an amount. And I have to pay the guys. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. they put their hands up. Aside from all that... Um, you know, a lot of bands work a lot on their songwriting, and that's very important. But we practice the business as much as we practice the songwriting. So we are working at it. We're working on you know bigger festivals. We're always we're always pitching ourselves. And you know what? The nice thing is for us, like like you said, you know, like where we we were talking about this on the way here. We never get in fights with each other. Not to say no one ever gets pissed off, but they're good enough to keep it under their breath. And you know, I I can name on the last tour like I can literally like you name you which dates each person was off, mm-hmm. you know. And it's cool.
1: And I mean, uh, I was just one date each. Wow. On the yeah. whole tour, maybe. I mean, with the exception of maybe a few.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was pretty good. I mean, everyone's yeah, everyone's pretty good. And the fact that we all get along and there's like a ton of laughter, you know, that really that really helps. And the other thing is, we're not a like a band that does like three sets and loads out at two. You know, we're, for instance, tonight, we're done at ten o'clock. Yeah, kind of nice. Yeah. I think you
1: know. uh, I think we might. I mean, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. But it seems like we might be home before midnight tonight. And, of course, that's not, like, the first thing that pops into my mind and gets me excited about a shawl. But after having toured the entire country, the idea of maybe being home before midnight? Oh, Martin. And
2: and you're talking to the two guys in the band who have kids. So, I mean, it's it's important to, like, you know, we have to really focus on this because if you're going to take us away from the family, you know, we both have young kids, like... You don't... You just don't want to even miss lunchtime if you don't have to. You just don't want to. You know, so... Like, today, for instance, we, we've hit the end of tour season. Which basically means that we go out on weekends now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's none of the big, crazy things. So, like, today... I mowed my lawn, and I ate some Raisin Bran and watched Peppa Pig with my kid. You know, that sort of thing. I mean, how did that feel to do that? Oh, man. that's I mean, it's golden. And don't get me wrong. You know, like, we can FaceTime, and things are great. And when you're out on the road, like, you don't miss people as much. Like, and not to say you don't miss them, but it's just like you're so, like, you're just in go mode. Like, go mode all the time. It wasn't until, you know, after our big month-long one that I realized that I probably
1: haven't eaten a vegetable in oh, a long yeah. time. Yeah, my poos are getting really tough and, <laughs> and hard, and dry. I think, though, that um, it's, uh, it's difficult because a lot of times people will assume, especially with Dano and I, that this kind of thing is impossible. Like, you know, if you're a father or a parent of any kind, you know, the idea of leaving for a tour for something that might be perceived as successful, like playing music, seems unattainable. Mm-hmm. But we refuse to accept that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this year we're proving it. I mean, I'm not saying that we're the shining example of uh, what can be done in this world. But um, but we did it. We toured the country. We
0: still got to see our kids, and, and uh, we, we're not stopping. This is just the beginning. Do you have, uh, of, have dreams of taking your kids with you for stretches of tour, or has that become a, a nightmare in its own way of trying to juggle all the different commitments? Is there already
1: enough children in this band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Have, you, have you met Christopher Zipas, our guitar player? <laughs> um, no, it's... Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, uh, there, there are shows where it would be exceptionally conducive. This show that right. we're, we're at would be conducive. But, you know, we also have ones that uh, are anything but. And, uh, you know, there's... I did this, again, booked this stretch where we did three festivals in one day. Yeah. This
1: Four in 21. Four, four, four shows in
2: 21 hours. Yeah, and it was amazing. And each show was great. We did Peterborough Folk Fest, and like, we played with Wooden Sky and Donovan Woods, and then we played this Burnt Up Festival, and then we came back and we played this after party at the red dog in peterborough and it was slammed and then we did the next day with a uh, uss joined us on stage and yeah. sloan and Goggle bordello it was amazing and um and pocket dwellers and that was in Alora, or was that, that, that was in Alora? yeah okay. and actually we we're going to be playing uh, Alora again um at their brew brewery i guess but um you know that is the kind of example whereas if you had a child there it would just be like i mean I don't even like taking my kid to Costco if I get a
1: boy, <laughs> you know, so I mean, there's certain things where Well, we were ready to cry. I would imagine a baby or a child would cry <laughs> yeah. the entire time. No yeah. need to make really it any worse nice. than uh, than uh, it, well, or any more stressful than it can be. Yeah, but it would. I mean, that's, you know, that
2: is the ultimate uh, success whenever, you know, your yeah. And you always kind of want your loved ones to see because they see everything through the filter that everyone does. Yeah. You know, we post mostly the great stuff. Right. And of course, you know it is mostly great however there are you know truck stops where you're looking at the same <laughs> yes
1: yeah, the yeah. display of bags of chips just trying to make it look awesome in when your you're, mind when you're taking a shower uh between ontario and alberta in a tim hortons yeah uh, a washroom just tapping down the bird bath oh, the bird bath <laughs> we call it yeah, yeah the,
2: the bird <laughs> bath is like and you know and telling certain people in your band yo Bird bath. Now, yeah.
1: you know. Uh, it hey, are you a speed stick guy? Oh wait, yeah. never mind. I can tell
2: you're not wearing anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, we uh, we have to tell new people when they join the band that when we bust balls, that is how we show our love. Oh, yeah. So when we start calling you out on everything. Right, yeah. that's, that's
0: the belonging moment. You can moment. tell
2: you're on
1: tumultuous ground when you hear nothing but good things from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, good show. By good the way, show. you're doing a great job here, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, Dano, you brought up something early,
0: uh, earlier that I thought was interesting, and that's that idea that you could be playing a show with a band, one genre one night, and then somebody completely different, totally different genre the next night, which I think that idea of introducing you to new music and and just being open to hearing stuff all the time what is that like to be able to to be on a bill kind of no matter what the genre or I don't know category would be yeah I've
2: you know my dream is we did our very first tour with like a bluegrass band and that was my favorite
1: grass and grass grass and grass grass and grass
2: grass and grass tour and I I loved it and we've had everything from Done, we've done hip-hop tours, which to me are always actually the weirdest ones for us because we're really only hip-hop kind of like by default. Yeah. And uh, But we have done like all sorts of stuff, and that's that's what we like. And even like, you know, we're listening to these, these phones down the street, and it's like, you know, some kind of like chill country stuff. And that's that's wicked, awesome. You know, I mean, I'll guarantee you that some of these oldies sitting in the lawn chairs are not expecting what's about <laughs> to blow up. And what's really funny, and I'll tell you a behind the scenes thing: we just we posted on our our site. We do a, there's a lot of crowd surfing at some of our shows, and um, we posted this one from Northern B.C. and Jacob and Cooper are riding the waves in this dinghy. Instantly, my phone starts dinging, and it's the promoter from this festival who said. Should I be hiring a medic like or should I be upping our insurance for I said uh Tim don't don't worry like that's only for like for the big festivals you know we do other ones where people chill out however we don't post those as much they don't look quite as mm-hmm. as impressive as us riding riding the wave and I think we, it
1: We have a clean version of our yeah, show yeah. as well and and uh, I guess a clean plus tamer version of our show oh, yeah. and it's it's always uncertain as to what's going to come I mean for all we know we might be crowd surfing tonight You never know. And you never
2: know. And the truth is, and when we do the clean version, I actually, you'll see me physically, audibly laugh on stage because Jacob changes a lot of words like, my favorite is still bitches into kitchens. Kitchens. kitchens.
0: I don't know
1: about them kitchens. Yeah. Yeah,
2: There's, there's, uh, my favorite is. laugh on stage a little bit. Poops
1: in the butts they be kissing. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, I ain't the type to stand around with a thumb up my back <laughs> saying that tonight aren't I you
2: gotta get
0: creative
1: though no, 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 I don't think that's on the list oh, but
2: fun. I might have to just like call it out I, that's the other thing too is that you know Sylvie asked me the other day and she never asked me this and nobody has really asked me it in the band what is it like from my perspective I'm up on the riser and I kind of conduct the band you'll see like you know each song everyone kind of looks back and I you know I count it in and uh and it's like it's actually amazing. Like, I, I do have the best seat because I see the whole entire band and I see the crowd. So, it's like, uh, unless there's no drum riser, in which case I just see a bunch of asses. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like an amazing thing each night to kind of watch, you know. Because uh, it doesn't matter. Like, if everyone's sitting down, we're still going to go buck. Yeah. Wow. Because we didn't, we didn't come here to, like, ever not go
1: a hundred it's kind of wild at this point in the tour because this seems like a weird situation to be in where you know we're playing with a a couple groups that are a little bit quieter and and maybe a little bit Mm -hmm. more softer in nature and we know very well as mentioned that we're going to be super loud and 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 it's going to change dramatically when we get on stage and that seems like a weird position to be in but at this point in the tour this is what we're used to right and it's a cool place to be in i I know for myself i played in a lot of metal bands growing up and i know dano did too you know usually if you're in a metal band you play metal shows and if you're a rapper you play with rappers and with us like you had mentioned you know we've had the opportunity to play with just a, a gigantic and dynamic group of musicians and it introduces us to all different kinds of sounds and all different types of musicians out there and we've ended up making our strongest relationships with people that are so polar opposite to us <laughs>
2: yeah and when you think of you know you're mentioning uh, AFOS and the rude youth from london They're one of the few bands where I think you would naturally put us together with. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we've... Like, if you just even look at the summer, like, we do a lot of folk festivals, which always makes me laugh. Because this year when we played Peterborough Folk Festival, they must have given us the two quietest openers. (laughs) And Donovan Woods was amazing. Yeah. But he was like... You know, he's like this, like this like guy in a trucker hat seeing these beautiful songs and I'm like oh my god we're and like and I'm looking at the crowd they're really taking in what he's saying mm-hmm. but what from note 1 they realized it was not going to be like that and <laughs> yeah. we and it was and it turned into an amazing party and you you know you make a lot of friends that way i think if you just you know unabashedly just be you you know we understand the rooms like we can play quieter and we've played some listening rooms but, you know, every once in a while, we'll get we'll get an offer for a soft seater. And I think, you know, you might be missing the point about what we're <laughs> really into. When we play Neat Cafe, which is like a legendary venue, um, we make them take out the chairs. You know, we're just like, just, it's not like that. Here.
0: Yeah.
2: But there might even be some people who get out of their lawn chairs tonight.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I want to go back for each of you to how you got to this point. What was your path? to joining what has become my son the hurricane what, what got you into music in the first place and, um, and what's taken to, the, to this place? Yeah, I have um, uh, you know a bit of a story for sure. I, I grew up in
1: a very musical household like you know my uh, general anecdote is I grew up in a house that had nine guitars and, and one television. So music's just kind of been something that uh, has always been around for me. Uh, my brother's a guitar teacher. He studied classical guitar in school, and my younger brother's a drummer. My mother's a piano player, which doesn't make sense that I'd end up a rapper other than the fact that I am such a sucker for attention, that I, will, I took on whatever music form would get me the most attention and, and would um, <coughs> let me stand out a little bit from my, my siblings and parents. So that's kind of how it started for me. As far as uh, my son the Hurricane is concerned, though, I used to do something called hospitals, and... Um, It was a project that I had where I would just rap with an acoustic guitar. It would be a lot more appropriate for all these folk festivals that we've been doing recently. And uh, I reached out to Dano at that time. He was in a band called The Morantz Project. And we used to go see them every single week at a place called The Mansion House in downtown St. Catharines. And in The Morantz Project, they'd invite people on stage every once in a while. And I don't know how I managed to get on their good side, but eventually they started getting me up on stage. And uh, that's how I got to know Mr. Dano O'Shea here. I think that uh, it would probably be best if he continued the story from this point because
0: he has the inside perspective. All right, so we've heard how Jacob got up to that point of meeting you. What about you and and your years into meeting
2: this man to my right? So I am the exact opposite. I grew up in a completely unmusical family. And when my uh, parents split up, I was, I think, probably about 14 or 15. And as most musicians know, it's very late to come into the game. And, um, you know, I've been bothering my parents, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid, of course I want a drum set, everyone <laughs> wants a drum set. And um, I, I think, you know, since my parents divorced and my dad and I lived in a bachelor apartment, like in the truest sense that I actually, by the time we left, couldn't hold my head up and it was so small, you know, I slept beside the refrigerator and my closet was a cupboard And it sounds really funny now, um, but it's what it was. And basically, there was two beds, a refrigerator and bathroom, and this drum set. And I would play this drum set all the time. My dad got it for me when I was 15 and a half. And, you know, I just basically wanted to be in Marilyn Manson's band (laughs) or 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 play Primus. And, um, you know, and so I just started playing. I started touring young. And I went to Humber College and which landed me in St. Catharines. And uh, yeah, and so and I somehow got into this really ridiculous kind of dance fusion band. Met Jacob and towards you know, as you can tell, bands are on their way out. I started thinking about what the next step would be. And I have been very lucky to have played with so many things I love. And so, you know, of course, I I heard this song called uh, Licorice by Stanton Moore, and I thought, oh my god that is the music it's like the you know this this Irish kid who grew up in Sault Ste. Marie you know uh, it's it's the most (laughs) bizarre thing that that was the music that spoke to me so I talked to like the one horn player I knew and said like let's let's make this and so we started kind of making a dream team and uh yeah the problem is when you start making a dream team they're usually like really long and uh we were just like well they're not all gonna say yes until they all said yes and then we're like oh well uh, shit okay well and it was it was good and yeah like again like not a musical upbringing at all but and it's funny because my sisters you know they'll come Any my sisters and my cousins and whatnot, on and things have been really good and they'll see us on TV they'll hear us on radio and they'll come out to places and they'll say but I don't remember you being into music and I wasn't I was like I was into baseball I could throw like a deadly curveball you know and I'm still into baseball but uh, yeah it's funny that's how it's just how it happens I just wanted to do something extraordinary and I'm really not uh, I'm not deterred by adversity or things getting hard you know and we have a crew and I was saying to Sylvie the other day that I am like when things don't go my, our way something bad happens I get very Zen like now I feel like there is very little emotion spent and it starts we start just considering. How do, we, how do we go
1: on? We're, uh, we're nowhere near uh, perfect, but we're finding a recipe that's, that's working for such a large group. And, and you know, obviously it's kind of hard to find that. <laughs> but uh, especially after this tour, this, this cross-Canada tour, you know, we're, we're getting there for sure. And that's huge for us because, you know, it's not like we intended to tour the country once and, and hang up
0: the horns. Right, this right, right. Is, is, we're just getting started. This is the beginning. And, I mean, this is, this is what now, you, you guys are almost nine years strong. As a band Uh, what has your relationship been like the the progression of that relationship over the years of hey let's let's make a band to where you are today well if you
2: look back at the initial videos you'll notice that like only three of us are (laughs) still in those Um, you know we've had so many different variations of the band and Sylvie's only been in the band two or three years Mm -hmm. and I think i I think i 've really been able to start equating it this way that I feel bad that we didn 't have it all figured out at first because we had we ha- you know we have an amazing set of musicians now, but we also had some musicians we didn 't deserve for a while because we didn 't have it together we were learning and we were lucky enough to learn with some of the best and we missed them and they you know and luckily when almost almost everyone who 's left hurricane leaves on like you know, they're moving or they're getting a new career or something and they leave in good terms. And like, we'll still get a, a text message from them or, you know, they'll, yeah. Yeah, they'll send us something ball busting via email, which is exactly how they show their love.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Tearaways loser. I get those so,
2: so frequently. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Elbers. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> yeah. So it's been good. I mean, and so all the original members are still, are still great. Obviously we're still, still doing really well, but it's, it is funny how that, uh, how whenever i i watched the pushing up Daisy's video the other day somebody posted it. i thought jeez i haven't seen this in years and i'm watching i was like oh yeah you know like people who are so important like you're with all the time for like five years and then they leave and you know somebody does come in to fill the void and you know it's it, it seems like you could never get rid of anyone you have now but you don't you couldn't have you don't feel like you could have ever got rid of them either. You know, everyone, uh, like, it's such a cliche. God, I almost hate to say it out loud, but it does, it gets really family-like.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Yes, and yes, that
1: lady is carrying a doll baby that's walking past I've us right that, now. I've heard that a therapy thing is that well, not yeah, a therapy yeah no, it could be i'd be no authority on that that's for
2: sure i'm you know, enjoying well, it i, I will tell you this much for me. if that was the truth th- th- as we both you know my my daughter's 3 and uh, jacob's son is almost 1 which he'll is be 1 yeah next month um but uh, jacob's probably getting out of this part now but the the carrying the child is not the issue the the shit that goes with it there's a lot of things <laughs> Literally, you, you've just the, 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 yeah, the, yeah and that is, to be honest that's not back. even the issue uh-huh. it's just like as a drummer I'm trying to like, I can always tell pro drummers because they have the least amount of shit on stage (laughs) because they're just over it. And I mean, that's how I feel. Like I was always like trying to get that diaper bag down to like a
1: wallet size. I'm like, all right, I got like two diapers here. Yeah. I got my- how can they haven't made a diaper that you can just get a little little bit wet, not all the way wet, and it'll just expand out? <laughs> I give them in my wallet well, or something. I,
2: man, we gotta we gotta bring that to Shark Tank. Like some. some- <laughs> it is
1: crazy to think though, in regards to your question, because when Dan and I first started working together and hanging out, I mean, he ran a bong shop and I worked at a
0: book warehouse. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, a
2: little- and you know, like
1: the idea of us
2: even at the time owning homes or. Or or, yeah. or getting married or having kids. I mean, it was so so laughable. It was actually laughable, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. And then things just started going really well, and you know. And then some some people bought homes, and their careers changed. And um, it's funny, but it's true. Like I used to sell bongs. It makes me laugh. And I do these I do these uh, music seminars now, where we you know we talk about making the biz and like and how how we do licensing music and all this stuff. And then I say like don't think it was always going great for me you know and then i explained that very situation that i used to have these dreams while sitting in a couch you know selling dime bags the actual bags two people you know with nothing in them and uh you know it's just uh with a dream and like you know we used to just plan it out okay we wanna we'll make a list of the things we want and now when we make that list it's bonkers it's like go to Texas, <laughs> you know, oh, I guess we're at that spot now, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's really, uh, it's amazing, uh, especially when you think back to 10 years ago when we were kind of just getting this off the ground. Um, you know, 10 years is a long time for sure, and and when you think about our personal lives, so much has changed. In this band, though, so much has changed, and it's all been so positive. That's what's been so great, and I think that's what keeps us going, uh, to some degree, at least. Like, you know, we've been in bands before. Oh, wow. And this van obviously has... Something's working because mm-hmm. people de- are digging it. I'm definitely a lot fatter than I was. I, I,
2: weigh, I weigh a lot more. My back is way shittier. That, those are things... I can eat uh, about 100% less Taco Bell now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Actually, that, that is made clear by the fact that we did a show... I'm just going to go out with this story. But we did this show in Windsor, and it was a great show. And afterwards, we all went to Taco Bell, and I was... Two, I was just, you know, really flying the, fa- f- the flag. I think I got the family meal or something like that.
1: And we were so stoked. Our hotel was across the street mm-hmm. from a Taco Bell. Like,
2: it, was, it was perfect. And none of us had yeah. Taco Bell. And I'm just like laughing. I'm like, you guys are rookies. And I ate so much and I died.
1: I basically died a
2: horrible death.
1: Yeah, he's dead on the inside now. What you're yeah. looking at is the
0: figment <laughs> that, that was <laughs> Dan O'Shea. What if, I, if we could leave it with one more question and, and just ask, uh, if you could sum up These nine years, if you could put it into a word or two, what it's been for you. This is going to sound cliche and lame, and
1: um, I'm going to say this just because it does summarize it for me because of the circumstances that I uh, grew up with. But seriously, it's a dream come true. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's hard. And uh, sometimes you got to put in way more work than you ever anticipated, much more so than you would have if you were working some regular old nine to five career. Uh, And sometimes you don't uh, get the payoff. But nevertheless, what we do is something that um is, is in my opinion very special and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's a dream come true. If you're ever in an office building and you see one of those like inspirational
2: posters that has like a wave and like some shitty saying underneath it, the reason that people put those up is because they believe that there are better things out there. And we just, you know, had the balls to go for it. And I always say this, everything will fail. Hurricane will fail eventually. You too will fail eventually. You know, um maybe maybe not. But um, you know, it's uh at least you know you left it all out there that's everything that's everything to me and of course you know like how could you we're never gonna look back on this and anything but smile and laugh and when we look back at just footages from a tour ago of things we forgot about we're killing ourselves laughing in the Mm -hmm. ride it's great thank you both i I really appreciate your time dude
0: pleasure shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) That's it for the show. Thanks for listening, and I hope you liked it. If you want to check out more of My Son the Hurricane, their latest album is called Is This What You Want, and it's on Bandcamp and iTunes. If you live in Canada, there's also a good chance they're coming to your city at some point in the coming months, so keep an eye out for that. If you enjoyed the show, you can do yourself a favor and hit subscribe on whatever platform you listen to the podcasts on. This new episode is just about every week, and you can do me a favor, too, and leave a rating and a review theme music for story untold is by dr turtle off the album you um i'll ah next week on the show i talk to adrian crook the author of the very popular five kids one condo blog about what it means to immerse yourself in the city you live in and what it means to ditch the dream of a big house in the suburbs once again i'm martin bauman and this was a story untold see you next time